And welcome back to Riff Rage, where we are the average league players trying to talk about the hard things we have to do with every day, and we're not the average player of the one percenters of the pro play. We have Chrome with us tonight, and we also have a special guest, David, with us tonight, aka Jet, who has played league for a little bit. And everyone say hello. Hello. So hello. We we started the topic before we got on here was to complain about meta issues right now and lane mixtures of champions that aren't supposed to be played in that role or in that lane. Uh, me and Jet had a game earlier today that had a Vigar ADC and a Pike support, which is fine. Pike's a support, but the Vigar ADC made life very miserable. I mean, he, he stomped the shit out of us, as David, I'm sure, can explain more. Oh, yeah. No, uh, getting your face stomped in by a character that has more base health than you and isn't building anything but damage items is kind of a weird place to be in uh, in the bot lane as the ADC. It's no, never fun yeah, to have I think a delete that, that was the biggest issue was if you got caught in his cage, uh, there wasn't a lot we could do. I mean, I was playing Thresh, um, and Dave was playing Misfortune. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really save you because even if you did grab my lantern... Yeah, I mean, if you no, got my baby lantern, or my lantern in the baby cage, you were, uh, you weren't coming out. I still gave I, I still get stunned by yeah. the uh, by the cage, regardless. I only think the the lantern lets me get out of his cage. If it did, it would have been a different kind of interaction. But I know ADC life is kind of so yeah. living life on the edge. Um, it's the ADC right now is in a very weird and dark place. Um, either you're walking into guys that are high elo and they're coming down here to smurf with their friends and boost their friends or you're getting an adc that doesn't know how to fight his way out of a wet paper bag if you're playing with randoms um the only consistency i keep finding is playing with my friends and having someone be my ad carry um i don't know how that's working for everyone else's games but that's how mine's going uh, this honestly i've been playing more filled than anything else and when i get filled in like a like bot lane uh, I generally can tell if we're going to win or lose by champ select. Um, and I'll still fight out the games. And some of them like will be back, but lane losses are almost determined by like what my support picks and what goes off of that and what ADC I'm playing into. Like a Yasio and Viger ending up in the bot lane with all this like the off meta type things. Mm-hmm. Just always feels really weird place because ADCs aren't supposed to have movement and crazy flashy like get out of free jail card keys and um you get a lot of that with viger and yasio and it just doesn't it can negate a whole lot of what you want to do like your support you can pick an official sport like you pick thresh or you pick nautilus or you pick one of the or you pick one of these engaged sports and they're gonna get shut down immediately by a viger and a yasio Yasio win wall or viger just throws up a cage and now the adc can't help the support Crap. I feel like mage supports are the only ones that have actually yeah. had any success. I mean, Chrome, how do you how are you feeling about this? Like, you feel like any junglers could be a headache playing in the bot lane because I haven't ran into too many junglers at all in the bot lane. Yeah, um, it's from jungle perspective, it's hard to say. Um, you you I play a lot of junglers that just delete ADCs, so. ADCs usually aren't my problem. My problem is the supports that, that sometimes I'm up against, like a very good uh, Leona, a very good uh, you know tank support can peel me off their ADC and get me killed. So it's 
Vigar is no problem for me normally. Like I don't have a problem with Vigar, but again, that's coming from a jungle jungle perspective. Um, I have the luxury of hiding in a bush and waiting for that baby cage to come out and then waiting for it to go away and then engaging. I'm not laning against him. So, um, yeah. And I kind of follow off of what he's saying, but like, cause I, I, I've done a lot of jungle, like I'm jungle main technically. I do that more because I do fill, but, uh, like my perspective on like the ADCs when I'm facing like a fed, uh, Caitlin or something, I know I can still get to her and put shut her down. But when you're facing a Ved Viger or a Fed Yasio from the bot lane where they're able to get a lot of gold because of double kills and things like that, or just kind of weird stuff going on, it really, it's like, it's not possible to win those games with NADC almost at some point because of just like, you've got the, you can have both teams dogpile, but your ADC is going to get blown up in two seconds. But the Yasio and the or the Vigar are going to live a lot longer just by... You know, I, I forgot health. to mention this one earlier when we were talking before we started the podcast was I ran into another good uh, non-meta bot lane champ of Jarvan support. You, you'd be surprised how much poke he actually has and how annoying he can be. His, his lockdown is, is actually pretty disgusting. Um... And and once he gets level six, it's kind of over. Like I couldn't. I was playing Senna, and I and I, I couldn't get away from him. Like once he would lock me down, it was over. Because if I remember correctly, he had a Samira ADC, so it was just it was a shit show. Once we got hit with his Q and then his ult, it was over. Uh, I'm I'm slowly getting into the the world of BS supports. Um, I'm starting to play a lot of Talia support, which blows a lot of people's minds that it works, but it does work. Um, her knock up and her slow into the spikes actually helps a lot. That actually makes a lot of sense considering there's now a lot more dashing champions and there's a lot more um, just dashing in general with like Gale Force and ADCs. So I, I could see the spice getting a lot more use oh, yeah, yeah. these it's, days. I don't have a problem with the spice. I, I, I just have a, a problem with when I like Master Yi, let's say for example, right? When he does a dive, let's say Chrome. And we're in the Kerma's jungle, and I throw my W to pop Master Yi towards us, or just even away from us, and it doesn't go off. And even though he's standing right in the middle of it, and he isn't in his um his alt, but if he goes nowhere. That's the biggest thing that aggravates me sometimes with this playing the whole, you know, cheesy supports is if things don't go right, you kind of don't have a way out. And that's why I try not to play him as much, but I'm also leaning towards it because that's kind of where the meta is going right now. I think the meta is there because it catches people off guard, and I think that's honestly the strongest point of it. It's it's kind of like uh, it's it's the equivalent to like the York top lanes, like whenever when uh from like low elo perspective, like the York and Kled and Ilawi top lanes and Darius are all lanes that are quickly lost if you don't play them correctly. But if you play them correctly, it's not that crazy or that hard to face them like if you respect the things you're supposed to respect about their champion and supports these off supports are these off meta supports are pretty much kind of come in line and eat the same kind of concept where like if you know their gimmick and how they operate you can punish them but if you don't you're you're walking in blind chrome how how do you yeah. feel about the the off meta stuff i mean you would you rather I... have a regular support or does it not really matter to you for ganks I mean, I get everything you guys are saying for sure, but I feel I feel like at at low elo, there's not an actual meta. It's the meta is can you 
mentally psych out the enemy team or make them so angry that they're just making mistakes more so than champs countering other champs. I mean, we, we know that some champs counter other champs for sure, but I feel like at our ELO, because most people don't execute, myself included, just don't execute as well as you know, you know, your higher ELOs and stuff. Honestly, sometimes when you see a Vigar AP carry in bot lane, it, it is more of a, a mental thing than anything because you're like, oh, great. I get to deal with a baby cage for the entire laning phase. I hate my life. And that literally, I feel like, hurts you more than there actually being a Vigar down there, even though, you know, I mean, that's... And that falls back into the whole thing where they try to balance stuff like any support was broken. It still is kind of broken, you know, and... They're, they try to nerf her and try to put her back in the mid lane, and a lot of times it you know it doesn't work, or sometimes it works. Or they just nerf them so hard that they're no longer meta or no longer usable in any lane. Um, but I, I do still hold to the fact that at our ELO, any champ almost is usable if you know how to play them and you know how to play the game. Like, I mean, you can play Rise at our, at our ELO, but... He's super weak, and he's actually easier to play, I would argue, at Arielo because most people don't know how to punish him early game, and they let him farm, and then he just starts blowing people apart. Um, if you can land your skill shots, which, again, falls back on the just the the fact that most people do not execute very well at Arielo, and that's not a bag on anybody or anything. It's just, it's just how it is. I don't know how many. I've main Vi, and I miss Qs, and I feel like an idiot every time. You, know, you play Warwick, and you miss your ult, and you're like, great, now I'm Same. on a highlight film. Like it's yeah. just it. The execution is honestly is I don't feel as as important in our in lower elos as just the mental state. Like when you see a Pike Vigar bot lane, you're just like, oh, I hate my life. Why? Why am I? Why did I not dodge this game? And that's almost more so think, bad than the actual Pike and the Vigar. Yeah. I think Krom kind of brings up a good point though about like the we're talking about off meta stuff. But we haven't really defined kind of what the meta is. And I guess I kind of identified like two things that we're kind of thinking about. Like there's like the classic, what is strong in the bot lane? That's kind of like the classic meta. And then there's like what we think should be strong in the bot lane, which is like using an actual support, which I think that's kind of how we're talking about meta primarily. Like, like a meta champion is a support champion who's designed to be a support. Whereas off meta is kind of any champion that you bring down there that isn't technically a support, but it works. But uh, what do you guys? What have you guys seen in the bot lane that you think are like classic supports that still are like that are in the meta? Like, what is our meta currently? Um, I don't. I like I said, I I use meta very loosely in our elo, but like engaged good, supports are really strong. I well, I feel like engaged supports right now are really strong because you, as a support, you can actually dictate things. When you're a Soraka you can kind of dictate a little bit but you're more you're 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 an enchanter support like if you're uh if you're a nautilus or a leona and you go in yeah you they might not fall and you might die but you're dictating it now like you're like we're going in and follow me or let me die but this is what's happening right now so and and i've always said this cc is king at our elo like cc is king yeah absolutely yeah whether it be silence knockups whatever like i just the other day I was, I was on vi and um i can't uh it was i believe a uh i think it was a silas mid and he was like four and oh and uh i just i had my ult and i was literally able to queue in you know weave in my my autos and my e and my ult and he literally never got to move 
he died before I was done with my full combo, which I'm sure felt horrible to him. Felt great for me, but he was dead before he could do anything. Like there was no outplay to be had because he was just dead. He was locked down. So, and you know, Silas, Silas has outplay oozing out his ears. So I, I think the meta is going more back to tank supports, lockdown tanks, like more of like a Nautilus, a Leona, you know, Thresh in those natures, maybe some Liberel here and there. Um, there for a little bit, in my opinion, it was definitely some mages and a little bit of poke champions, I guess you could mm-hmm. call them. Like something like a Senna, Soraka, yeah, Karma, like the and things like that. And... Um, mm-hmm. uh, Milo, Milo, I, I, I can't, I can't even get with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've tried to play him. I can't play him that great. I, I've lost almost every game I've played with him. Uh, I'm there's not a lot of champs I can't play. He made a lot of sense to me when I played him. He, you know, I, I kind of took him as kind of a. A little bit more of like a Lulu, like uh, he, he's kind of like halfway between like Karma and um, a Soraka. Like you take Karma and Soraka and you put him in a champion. That's kind of what you get with him. I. It's funny that you guys bring up Milo because everyone's like, oh, he's a monster. I have not had a problem with Milo at all. I, yeah. Oh, I have Actually, had, yeah, I've heard I've everyone watched, say. I've won so I've heard many everyone say he's so bad, but him you got to understand too, I main jungle and I main Vi, Nocturne, Echo, like... Yeah, yeah, those like, are anti-carries. I, I literally or walk into the back line and delete him and never have a, like, I just don't, like, sometimes perspective is, you know what I mean? Like, and again, that's, I'm not playing from the mid lane. I'm going in from in the jungle, you know, coming from a completely different, you know, perspective. Yeah, but that's smart. Well, well, like, uh, like Vi's Q gets not like, if, if Milo throws his Q at the right time, mind you, Wiz is low elo. So low elo, people aren't going to hit the same things and they're not going to be Twitch players like we, we all know. Um, but like Vi's Q gets yeah. interrupted by Milo's Q. Um, yeah, as does Nautilus's uh, Q yes. will stop uh, Vi's yes. Q. A lot, a lot of them will, um, believe it or not. Um, Milo, my big thing yeah. with my struggle with Milo is, is I'm so used to being an aggressive support. I mean, you know, you guys know how I yeah. play. It's it's either feast or famine in my in my lane. So playing Milo is <laughs> night and day for me. It's very difficult. It was kind of like me learning how to play Soraka or Sona, but I mean, I could still poke with them. Ooh. But poking with Milo isn't really, I wouldn't say satisfying enough for me. But it's kind of not. It's all it's all the goal of him. It, like Milo plays a whole lot closer to like a Zillion. Zillion's goal isn't to poke you out of lane. That like it's kind of part of his game, but his game is to just interfere with you and kind of keep you at base. But he stay close to his support. Like he stay close to his ADC. Give him speed ups to help him get in out of fights. And like Milo get does a lot of the same kind of things but he's a whole lot better at maintaining a like peripheral of like you guys don't get to come any closer not necessarily like you guys have to uh, i might attack you because like there's a big like zurith is like a, yeah. a pure poke support whereas milo and zillion zillion controls the wave by like keeping people off of them and kind of like stay back a lot of stay back kind of stuff and it's a whole and, and Milo fits in the same kind of role. He's not trying to make a play. He's trying to keep his ADC alive and healthy because he knows that if his ADC is as fed as the enemy ADC at the end game, uh, his shields and healing will will keep his ADC alive yeah. while the other ones. Um, the, like, really, okay. When anything new comes out, I don't read patch notes. I, I don't read what their abilities do. I just hop in a game and just say, you know, f it, and I try to figure it out. 
at 99% of the time, that works out great for me. But lately, the, the newer champs are coming out with, it's just, it's just not working out anymore. I think it's the game's going to a more complicated spot for supports than it was before. Like, I mean, when Pike came out, Pike was three skills. You know, his, his hook, his stun, and his invisibility. You know, and it was easy. It was easy to figure out his chain and his, um, you know, his little CC ability real quick. But with Milo, I'm having a real hard time figuring that out. Like, I understand his Q and his heals and his speed up, but it's just when I'm in fights, I can't process fast enough how to handle his abilities in team fights, I guess I should say. I think that's fair. I think he's a lot more spam. Like you kind of just spam stuff. Like he, 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 well, all of his strength is in his pa- is in like the details of his abilities, like the passive parts of his abilities. Well, like his Q all- is the only thing that's really got like CC in it. Um, I think the rest of it are just shields and like range extension and healing. Also, I don't, I don't think they're designing these champs for us. They're designing them for pro play. Like, and then maybe I'm wrong on that, but like when these champs come out, like. If you, if you, you know, you really look at them at their design and everything, like they are designed for high ELO pro play and, you know, how it affects or how they play out at our, at lower ELOs is I don't feel like it's an afterthought. Like it's why I've like said from the very beginning, I feel like we should be playing on two different patches. Well, I mean, aren't like, they? I mean, they it, do. They, they play on two different patches. I mean, no, so pro play just plays on a patch behind. Yeah. But they don't. I, I'm saying like there should be actually an like completely different uh, balance patches, one for high elo and one for low elo. Oh, it's so yeah. kind of like what they do in you know EU and everything else, where they have the super servers, and there's just a regular yeah, champ something like that. Uh, it, more like kind of more like ARAM, where like ARAM's it, it, champions are nerfed and uh, edited differently for yeah, ARAM than they are for normal play. Like I if feel you're like playing. Yeah, Something's I feel like they should they should have the for pro play because there's those those of us out here that would love to play some champs, and they get you know like a, a Azir or Rise right, and they get so hard nerfed because if you give them even just a little bit of power, the pros just abuse them, and then at our elo like. It, it like so like at a high elo they change something and a champ will gain a five percent win rate and then at low elo it's like he didn't move. Like he's still the same win rate, and uh, I think that's fair. I think the one thing you want, I think would be good to lump in with like the pro players would be like the one tricks as well. Like anybody who's one tricking a, pl- a champion, they're going to be playing at a whole lot higher level. Like you're taking, I think it's like the casual player who's playing around and playing a bunch of different champions is going to. It definitely loses the most in League of Legends, unfortunately. Like you have, like the one tricks kind of get a lot of the benefit, or don't their stuff doesn't change a whole lot between patches. Like I remember when I was playing top lane, my mains, uh, like Shen and Garen and all those, and all the classics, uh, and even in bot lane ones when or jungle, whenever they would change the meta a little bit, even when I was one tricking a champion, it didn't really matter how they changed it. I was generally able to get a lot of wins and maintain my stuff. Um, yeah, and that's just comfortability with the champ for sure. That does help a lot. Yeah, I mean, and it that's really what it comes down to is comfortability. Um, but getting into the pro thing, a big thing I'm also seeing a lot in the past maybe year, two years of playing a league, like is just like a lot of your lower elo players are having the high elo mentality of like I've seen like Sona Tark is my favorite example of this because Sona Tark came out in pro play in Korea. 
and it took over the the pro stage by storm and then it took over every elo of league of legends for a very long time and it finally got nerfed in the ground where it doesn't really work that much anymore so i'm seeing a lot of like lower elo people especially in like bronze they'll see like someone on lcs that day or you know on you know lck whatever they'll play let's just say garen as a support right just as an example and then they'll try to come into a bronze game never doing it ever before that time and trying it and just Holy, throwing yeah. games consistently that throwing. was at worlds at worlds when uh uh rollster i think you believe it was rollster played uh ash mf bot and dang near like rolled uh skt and then everyone was playing it like everyone was playing it and it was just like okay you guys you guys don't have the skill to execute this like this is not always a good idea but that i don't that's the problem with the age we live live in now like no one just tries like no one just goes and like oh i'm gonna try this out like it's they just google it or youtube it or you know what's the best build on senna or what's the best position Senna plays in, or and they just Google it. They don't try to figure it out themselves. So you got a lot of uh, you got a lot of media out there to watch, which you know is good and bad. I mean, I'm I'm in that crowd kind of. I mean, I haven't built my own room page in probably four years. I've been using Professor. Shout out to Professor for saving my button. I would make my own uh, room pages, but when it goes down, I'm screwed. Right. I don't remember how to make room pages anymore. Like I don't know what good runes are on any of my supports other than Leona or well, like and that's really it. It's it's funny now because they put it in the game. Like they they did. They they like they have the three for every one of the champions when you're playing, they have like the three rune page, the three rune suggestions. And which is good and all. Like I mean there's nothing wrong with that, especially at, at lower elos where people are trying new characters and they don't know what runes to use on the character or whatever. It's it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um but it does kind of it, it it does kind of take a little bit of something away from the game because then you don't learn the runes and how to play around them because if you're like when I'm playing let's say I'm playing Nocturne if I'm playing Nocturne and you know I'm going to I'm going to play you know something aggressive and assassiny or something you know if I, I'll play Halo Blades or uh what's the precision one um uh no time. lethal tempo sorry um, so I'll be playing those, right? And that that the place I run that is that I need to get on them and I'm gonna auto swing a million times as fast as possible and kill them like build an assassin. Um, that's you know, and you build around that. And then if you build if you want to be a brawler nocturne, then you go conqueror and you build around that and you want extended fights then because you have conquer and you know if you're after a certain amount of time in the fight, you're gonna start healing. Like those are good things to know that you know that's going to dictate how you play and fight with a champion into other champions and if you're just auto using whatever they tell you to use and not actually paying attention to what it does you're just hindering yourself because you're not understanding i think that's a funny point where like league the the introduction of like the the recommendations and the rune pages that they're putting up on league are definitely like them trying to help out this really off meta focused casual play where players are just kind of going crazy with anything that they see online not really paying attention to what actually makes it strong and then they're just going into the games one after another off of like oh here's an off meta thing i saw a quick video on it where Viger works good in the bot lane. And then like I've faced some Vigers in the bot lane who just get 
just get completely steamrolled where I just they did they don't show up for the entire game because I just bully the hell out of them for the entire game and they just die over and over again because they don't understand the kit. They didn't read anything about it. And I think that's kind of um because League heavily, heavily rewards uh really specializing yourself. Um, it doesn't, I don't think it, like I play Phil a lot and I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. And especially anybody learning the game or anybody in low elo, it's not a good, and I know it's not good for me either. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't help me, but, uh, it's the only way I can casually play the game and enjoy myself right now. But the, I think for the average player, this, uh, general focus of playing a whole bunch of different things and this, like chasing the, the meta, but not understanding it is, and playing casually that way is detrimental to a lot of people's yeah. times. Well, and to, to just touch back a little on what Jet was saying, the the YouTubing influence, like there was a, uh, I will not name names, but there was a YouTube uh, Twitch streamer that I really used to like. He was a jungle main and he used to just like play anything. Like he would literally let his chat pick who had he played in the jungle. And I thought that was the coolest thing because he'd pull it off and you know, YouTube, you, 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 you're going to show your one good game out of your 10 bad ones. Right. But also, I found out that he was playing with a five stack that he was hiding that fact. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense why Lux Jungle worked then with a five stack that's like supporting your weird picks. Like, it that, that was a little irritating to find out about. Like, if you're going to pick something off meta and you have a five stack that's like, you know, got to support you in it, then yeah, you're going to make it look good. Like, it's, but then you got a bunch of us, re- oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's an off meta thing you can pull off. And then you're, not pulling off Lux Jungle in a freaking pickup, you know, game where the other four have already tilted because you picked Lux Jungle and are already like, this guy's a troll. And then you get no support because everyone's like, leave that guy to die. It's just sometimes we, you got to, you got, there's, there's reality and there's entertainment. Like those guys are posting those videos to be entertaining and pull off crazy stuff. And you're watching the highlights. Oh, yeah. Not the main normal game. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, I think that's a good like. That's one of the like. It's kind of ties back into the whole like, um, like if you play uh, Alawi top lane, you know that if you miss your E, you don't get to play for five minutes, for five seconds, or ten seconds. Is so your E is back up? If you miss it, you don't get to do anything. You got to back off. Got to back away from that fight. And there's those constraints that come with every champion that you're playing. Like you don't win League of Legends because you hit the buttons perfectly. You you win League of Legends because you understand exactly how strong your passive is, exactly how strong each ability is, and how vulnerable you are after certain certain ability uses. Uh, certain abilities are on cooldown. Like in in playing around the strengths is how you win the game. So this like heavy off meta focus where everybody is also kind of trying random things all over the place and just kind of throwing random stuff in their games, and the lack of like, and the and the allowing them to do that because of the way the recommended shop works and the way that uh, the rune pages are kind of set up for us now a little bit or a lot more that way is kind of allowing the players to be careless and not get punished even harder for it. Because before you would be fe- like, everyone has that fear where their wrong ruins get locked in. They know they're screwed and they know that their game is over because of the wrong ruins. They co- um, and there was that, I think that fear was there that kind of helped people stay away from off meta a little bit, unless they were read up on it a little bit more. But now that it's kind of halfway done for you and you kind of just load in a quick, rune page and you don't have to care about it too much and you're like oh 
Viger in the bottom just works. No, it's not Viger in the bottom that works. It's using these particular runes and abusing this particular ability and using this item first and building this specific item path. Like there's all those details that go into action. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think a lot of that comes down to it's not even so much as is people just picking them to pick them and for win rates and all other things you can Google and you know, all that fun stuff. It's coming down to people are having enough of riot messing with champions right i mean if you pick support yeah like i mean if you, if you pick the support fair. icon when you're in your pick phase ash twitch you know there's there's a couple in there that are actually adcs or there's a couple mid laners also like annie they're under the support tag why are they under the support tag if they're going to be there you're going to have someone who's never played this game before and they're going to look at that and I'm like oh i'm going to be a support main Ooh, what's Ash all about? Oh, I really like this. And they're going to be playing these off-meta type champions, right? I mean, I got a, I got somebody who's really new to League that's getting into it, and they're doing that where they're you know they're playing blind games, and they're like, oh hey, I've been playing support, and I'm like, oh who are you playing? And they're like, oh you know I've been playing a little Galio here and they're like, all right, you know that was that was well that was a thing, you know that was a thing a couple <laughs> years ago. All right, fine. I was like, playing anything else? He was like, oh I've been playing a lot of this thing called twitch i'm like yeah, well you're the uh, epitome of my league uh i don't ever want to play with you uh, <laughs> uh yeah. yeah yeah nobody likes twitch uh, support <laughs> not even no, good I twitch don't, supports i don't, I don't, I don't care want how them. good you are twitch support you're just you're you're an a-hole they can go 20 and oh and i still am not going to enjoy no, playing with that, that's, it, <laughs> that it, twitch. it messes with a lot of people's meant you know, their mental stability in the game and it throws a lot of games off Especially if you get like a really sweaty ADC and a toxic ADC, right? To bring back my original point at the start of the, this podcast was oh, like, yeah. you know, if I'm playing Twitch support as an example, would never do that, just for all clear. But if I was, my ADC is a super sweaty. He's on a 10 game win streak and he sees it. He's going to get mad. He's going to think I'm going to take all his kills, even if I'm, I haven't talked to him about it. You know, we're not even in the same discord or whatever in his mental stability he's gonna go okay he's gonna take my kills he's gonna take my farm he's gonna try harder or he's gonna try less and it's not gonna be his a game because it's gonna mess with his mental state he's either gonna flame me or he's not gonna talk to me at all which is both are worse than just talking normally whatever yeah jokes on him you're gonna steal all the kills with friggin' braum okay all right well (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's a reason Brom has been in the vault for so long okay <laughs> and Senna's going in there soon too right no I mean like I see I don't mind Senna taking kills yeah though. Senna, Senna has, has, has reason enough damage and brings enough things to the yeah like Senna kind of works it's like when Brand takes kills I don't give a crap Brand have all the kills like, you do enough AOE yeah, damage I will play the devil's matter. advocate on this a little bit though because um I don't feel like as I mean, maybe you're at high elo, your runes can make that much of a difference. But I mean, I've seen Comet Caitlyn win games just wreck. I mean, uh, I mean, think Jet, I think Jet was in that game I agree. With me, actually when our friend Fuzzy was on Caitlyn, accidentally took Comet and just wrecked with it. I think that's fair, but I think it kind of really depends on like who you're going into. Like, I, I think anybody can win with any ruins on any champion, and they can get wins. Like, absolutely, that is 100% the game is able, that it works that way. Uh, absolutely, that can happen. But if you're playing into a competent bot lane, yeah, like, it doesn't help. Like, like it mid doesn't lane help. You, anybody, you're playing into a competent person. Like, if I'm playing into a jungle, and I know, and I see the jungle pick something really weird or stupid in their ruins, 
like let's say they pick grasp uh in the jungle like it just they don't be able to proc it very often so i know it's not going to be that useful of a uh, of his uh, ruin and it's going to put him behind versus if i'm doing it's like you thing. got both bot, bot lanes are on a treadmill and the the more that you stack against yourself the steeper that treadmill gets yeah so how how challenging do you want your lane to be do you want to be at a 45 degree angle playing like you know some you know random i don't know I, I don't know bot lane well enough but just you know an adc and a support that don't necessarily mix very well and you're playing it into like a senna ash which is ungodly to play into and uh well maybe not as much now but it was at one point it was disgusting i think because uh, ash was the support and it yeah was horrible yeah i mean that they have a that see that comes full circle because senna was putting the game as a support but a lot of pros and a lot of other people little yellow included play her as an adc i don't I play her strictly as a support. I played her as well, an ADC see, I would, using the support item and I, got more golds than I would like. I'd like to point out something too: is that to go back to the pro play versus our play, right? At high elos, when you're playing ranked at master and stuff, if you look at their average gameplay, yes, they have some long games, but their average game lengths are much, much shorter than our games at low elo. So the scaling mm. champs aren't as dominant at the higher elos because the games get closed out sooner yeah at our elo that's also one more thing i think that's really important but like the low elo thing is that those that yeah. game lane thing i'll, I'll, I'll let you finish but i want to get back yeah to like it. so it's just like you know these vigars these senas chogath uh a lot of the the tank guys that can get to full build heart steel is freaking toxic if it gets past a certain point and everyone's like oh just build bork great you're building an item that's going to defeat one of their items and they have four other tank items that just say nah nah like and then their whole kit just literally says nah like it's just it there are ways to get around it but it like i mean i it's just one of those things where like you don't you, we run into that because we don't know how to close out games that are you though and not i'm not trying to pick on anybody or anything sometimes especially when you're playing solo queue and you're just by yourself it's hurting ferrets. Like I'm a jungle mate. Oh yeah. Like trying to get everyone to go to freaking Baron simultaneously is like, like I said, hurting ferrets. Like it's just like as soon as you get like a good team fight, you get a kill or something. Everyone just scatters to the wind instead of going for Baron. Which, you know, and sometimes it, especially at our Elo, sometimes that actually works because you get a couple towers while they're they're down and it's worth more, and then you can rotate to Baron. Like there's there's different things, but. In general, we don't close out games very quickly and we throw games and, you know, I don't know how many times, you know, I've seen games we're ahead and we throw, personally thrown games myself. And that's another one of those things where I'm just like, those scaling champs that we feel are so horrible aren't necessarily so horrible, but we allow them to be that horrible by not understanding the champ and how to take them out of their scaling. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the game lane thing, uh, like it comes in like a lot of effect. Like I think a, I think one of the things I've seen most, like while being a bot lane, like or when I'm doing ADC, the thing that has always been the nightmare fuel of my ADC games isn't actually my behind lanes. It's my fed top laners. My fed top laners more often than not are the reason I lose my my ADC games. Like it, uh, we saw it in the Scion game recently. 
where like the top lane will get f- and the general theme is the top lane will get fed. I'm behind his ADC because it's been a rough game and I've gotten ganked a bunch or yeah, I've just been playing poor. Um, and when I'm catching up and I'm getting stronger, when I get my power spike, I'm like, all right, cool. This is the moment we need to group and the jungle and the top laner will just be wandering around the map split pushing non-stop never getting back to where we can actually use his strength and i'm like all right cool we're throwing away my current lead and the lead the game is in and they don't they don't realize that like your power as a top laner your power as a jungler it's on a timer once you just once you hit about 35 minutes you're no longer useful you're dead in two seconds so uh, unless you're vibe. yeah exactly unless you're vibe. um i was gonna say you know, Chrome talked about trying to get your team together is like hurting a bunch of ferrets. And it made me think about earlier today when me and Dave were playing a game, we literally lost the game because we had a scion that wouldn't um, group up with us. And he was just kept split pushing. Like if we had a five man team, that game would have ended. You know, we couldn't end the game. We couldn't close the game out. It comes down to that Absolutely. also. Like said, you know, we couldn't close the game out at like 25, 30 minutes because he wouldn't push with us. That game went into 48, 50 minutes, and we ended up losing that whole game because of him split pushing and not stacking up with the team and ending the game. We had no front line for David, and that was it. All the way it was Sejuani, and she couldn't tank it enough. Like we needed both tanks, especially a Scion. So yeah, so and we were playing into yeah. an Aurelian Soul. So like, if you're if you're on a champion that has a max cap damage, and you're into any champion that scales whatsoever. You're you should be realizing that if you're not ending the game by 35 minutes, you default lose. The only time you win them after 35 minutes is your so, team getting lucky so, and their team fucking up. Yeah, like they so had to, to play throw the, the devil's win. advocate again on this one because that scion is just you know not grouping and stuff, and you know he's not going to group. Then does it befall? Does it fall to you since you know he's not going to group? Does it fall on you to try to figure out a different way? to win that game instead of, cause you know, he's not going to group. He's obviously had this prior, you know, uh, pattern, if you will, of not grouping with you. So, you know, he's not going to group. Mm-hmm. We uh, tried, you know, does that, Yeah, no, And I get that. I think there was only really two options we had. And the option one was we basically, like, I think the only thing that I saw that was going to get a win, um, would be to let him split push. And then when I know that the team, their team is going to come engage him, if we meet, if our team meets at the same time and we basically force the 5v5 to be a 5v5, I think that was the only way that we were going to get the the game-winning fight that we needed. But unfortunately, during those times, like, we were like, oh, we didn't rotate. I didn't rotate fast enough. I didn't think about that strategy fast enough. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't well, there fast enough for it. And that's just I'm having to play around like, it. We're, we're not pro. We're not, we're not like yeah, yeah, min-maxing pro, to the point pro, where we know, you know, I'm dropping this control ward so they don't get the 20 gold. Yeah, I'm thinking just hindsight behind it. I'm like, you know what? If we had, to, if I had, if I hid in the top jungle while he's farming lane, and he's just kind of, he's kind of doing his split push thing. But if I hide in the jungle and wait for two people to go answer sign or three people to answer sign, and then basically like flip the numbers on them because they're not expecting it, uh, like. But the thing is, I, I have to play yeah. a trick play to be able to win. See, and uh, is the, what it turns into. I have the to only reason, play mind the only games reason I bring that up is I had a win. very similar game and I was on I was on Nocturne Jungle had a very similar game in solo queue where I had a very fed uh York he on my team and he was doing really good and he was doing the split push York thing um which was normally would be great except for they had a Yasuo that was like 10 and 0 
and there was no way we could team fight. Like he was just one before, like it was just, it was broken. He was just killing us. And uh, we won that game, but because I got my whole team to just keep going down the same lane Yorick was, and he was so angry because <laughs> we brought everyone to the lane, but I made the team fight come to him. Like, I was like, all right, you want to play this way at 25 minutes? Cool. We're all just going to shuttle around you. I'm sure he hated me. I'm sure he reported me, but we won the game. Like, <laughs> I think I think a good point off of that is like there's two, I think there's two main differences when I look at like the Scion that we had and that Yorick is Yorick, a fed Yorick kind of just gets, is just a monster. Like he can do so much damage. It is, it's insane. But a Scion, the, the main point of a splitting Scion is that when he dies, he takes a tower with him, right? But Scion, um, our Scion basically kept using his ult to get away from the fights. So he was he was constantly going way behind lines and then ulting out, but he was never getting structures for his splitting. And that's what was, like, if he just inted harder, honestly, a, a harder inting Scion would have been better for our game than the Scion who stayed alive. Because uh, he he escaped a lot of fights, but but he didn't get like the inhibitors like he needed to, or the I'd base also, towers I'd very, also as quickly point as he needed out to. Because if he just inted for split them, pushing is not more. as strong as it used to be. It's still a thing. It's never not a thing, but it's not as strong as it used to be in yeah. the past. There's so much mobility now. Whether you, I mean, you look at the 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 blue trinket in the jungle, or just the mobility in a lot of the champs and a lot of the global. There's more global ults now. I don't think split pushing is not a thing, but I don't think it's as powerful as it used to be. And a lot of people would argue, well, like at low elo, nobody's communicating, so split pushing is really good. Yeah, I, I was really about to say that. Like, I, I think it, yeah. I think it's still strong. I think a lot of what we're it properly seeing, executed. Exactly. That's what I was going to get. At. I think a lot of them is. Yeah. But like, like split pushing has to be on a timer. Like once you get 35 minutes and if you're not, if you're still split pushing after 30, 25, 35 minutes, you're asking the game to win. You're asking the enemy team to win. Like it's on a timer. If you're a top laner and you're split pushing, you have to realize that at some point you split pushing is also, going to it's a little known game. fact that with split pushing is you, you want to split push down top lane and bot lane, but you don't actually want the mid lane to go down because you want that separation. You want that time to where if they're defending that mid tower, they have to come all the way back or back to get to you. And whereas I see a lot of split pushers, they'll just push down a lane then they'll go to the next lane and then the next lane. And now all of a sudden they're down to their nexus or they're down to their, uh, their uh, inhibitor turrets. Now, how do you split push that? You don't, they can rotate quick, like as heck, like you can't split push that. Now what, now what's your champ good for? I think one of the other points that is good to point out there with the split pushing, like one of the reasons why split push is on a timer, because once you break an inhibitor, you've hit, you've hit go, you've hit super gold being funneled into the enemy team. The moment you kill an inhibitor, you're on a super timer. You are shortening the game. The enemy team, you have like, however, well, once the, like, if you don't get more uh, towers and inhibitors or dragons or barons, when you go drop an inhibitor, you're giving so much free gold over to the opponents off of your split push. So you you can end up being the funnel that funnels more gold into the ADC. Uh, I think I'm saying is, a, and a detail off of what you said, David, the, the timer. I mean, you got five minutes, right? Like that's, I think that's how long inhibs are down for. I think it's like five minutes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, uh, it's like well, five. anyway, like, I think it's like three. It, and it's like that scion from our game today. He got an inhib. Awesome. Cool. But he also rotated to 
mid to try to grab the inhib when we were trying to end the game we had baron twice okay we had soul like they're not going to let us run down mid so when you get that first inhib and you're on the timer you should really go for more important objectives like if you don't have soul you should be going trying to set up for soul you should try to set up for baron or elder or something like that absolutely oh, cool um five minutes by the way it's it all comes down yeah. to if it's a hard split pusher why not keep going you know if you got an inhib just keep going until they come for you you know i had a game with a kennan earlier they ignored the guy the whole game he literally ended the game he only died one time especially in low elo because they're not paying attention to map awareness and it always comes down to map well, awareness actually i want to i want to correct that i don't think it's map awareness i think it's map understanding i, I think it's both but <laughs> it's, uh, i think it's both i think it's both but i think what we see like in like lower elo it's not that they're just completely ignoring everything in the game I, like just some absent thinking i think it's also like the lack of knowledge of understanding what you should be doing in the situations like if you're seeing like 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 the it's the priority of like do I respond to this fight and go for it yeah, or, or do I just keep pushing my lane and not like knowing if, which if one's better and then just kind of doing one on autopilot and a break breaks a a fight breaks out mid lane and you start running down there just to get there when it's done or you know feed him another kill like wouldn't you have just been better to continue to push top lane like there are times where like yeah it's you map awareness is also just being aware when to just stay in your damn lane. Like I I've, I've had a, one of my buddies plays mid lane and Agreed. he does not play roaming champs. He plays a Nivea. He plays, um, you know, uh, scaling good, good, you know, Vigar or whatever, but he plays good scaling mid laners, but he always constantly tries to roam with the assassins like Talons and Zeds and Aries and, I'm like, dude, they're just gonna they're gonna wait for you to roam with them and kill you, or you're never gonna get to the fight in time. And it's not just stay in lane and scale. Yeah, exactly. just take tower and then force them into a situation where because like if the assassin loses their mid tower, now they're so vulnerable to jungle ganks. And anytime the jungle ganks that mid laner now without a tower, you're they have to use their main engage stuff as escape is as escapes. And if they're doing that, you're basically telling that fed mid laner who was roaming that they don't get to do any of the stuff they want to anymore you're getting to waste resources like is there like at low when you're like first playing low elo and when you're first playing league you don't realize how important the flash being off is like you just go oh flash down whatever that doesn't seem like a big thing but when you take a flash away from like a an assassin or the assassin has used their ult to get away like talon has to use his ult defensively that is such a huge safety window for all of your squishies. Your squishies have a minute of safety farming. Yeah, until yeah, that, I agree with until that. that I mean, that's I, I try to instill that a lot on the younger guys that like try to learn how to play league. And if you go into a fight, especially like a, a younger, newer, what behind the ears jungler, if they do a gank and we could double flash bot lane, like dude, that's a win. Like yeah, we might not have killed them, but that flash being gone, they have no escape now. Mm. So now we can. I will. I would, yeah, which I means would they can't aggress that... the same way. Like the Pike and Viger aren't going to be as that... aggressive without Flash. But if they have Flash, they're like going to the, jump out a... of my face. You you have to express why it's a win though to somebody new, because if you get both flashes and then you don't come back down for a repeat gank before those flashes are back up, it wasn't really a win. Yeah, I was like. Well, it kind of, well it kind of depends on like the 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 matchups too because like if you got a if you have a bot lane who's naturally going to win yeah, the game at the end game anyways the flashes of being down. 
do not need to be challenged the same way. Whereas, uh, like, like, let's say you've got a Jinx in the bot lane. You know Jinx is going to do t- shitloads of damage by the time she hits late game, right? Like, she's going to she's gonna do so much damage. If you've got, like, a, a, like a Tarek Jinx bot lane, and they're going to be safe, and their entire goal is just to get gold, stay safe, and this Jinx is going to do power farming for a good part of the game. If you get both flashes off the bot, enemy bot laners, what that now they have to play safe. They don't get to just pressure and kill Jinx and pressure things. They they kind of get more stalled out, and that is enough. For, and that kids like it, 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 you're right. It's just uh, I think there's like a caveat there. It's like you got to play towards like what the win condition of that lane is. Like Anivia, uh, if if Anivia's uh, assassin doesn't have flash anymore, you don't necessarily have to. You don't necessarily have to go in there and regank them to capitalize on it because they can't. They know that if they over engage on Anivia, and they don't get the kill, she wins the. Well, the and then that, that goes fight. back to the though: Are you trying to solo carry in ranked, or are you are you depending on your team to actually play intelligently? You can't though. You can't depend on your team. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's if you get double flash bot lane and you don't. As in again, this is from a jungler's perspective. You're a bad jungler. I'm gonna say for him, you're a bad jungler if you don't yeah. think again. <laughs> yeah, if you don't go back and capitalize on that win and get your bot lane, either get your bot lane kills or get yourself kills, whichever way your play style. You know, I'm a team player. We, I mean, Bader yeah. Jet have played with me enough to know that I'm I'm gonna die with my team, and it's probably a horrible trait. But <laughs> oh, absolutely. But, <laughs> yeah, you, you will every die time. with team every time. Every time. <laughs> every time. But if you if you go down and you can feed your it's, ADC, it's like you're playing with a friend and they're the ADC and you can feed them the kills, and awesome. If you're going for that solo carry mentality, then yeah, you go back down there. You you take both those damn kills and then you go mid and get another kill and then you just steamroll the heck out of it. I guess I, I kind of take two two thoughts on it. Like like if I'm gonna re if I gank a lane and I get rid of and they're now down flash and my if my mid laner is also down flash, I'm way more inclined to re gank that. Um, whereas if my mid laner has flash up, they they should if they if they if a player can't manage themselves while having flash up, that's 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 like I'm now having to assume everybody's like so stupid. That it's like almost, I, I, I'm more likely to tilt off of that thought. Like I, I'm like, like I'll go back for a gank, absolutely, but I'm not going to prioritize it the same as like if I get every, if I get all the lanes flashes, well, and, that's huge. Yeah. Versus if I'm just to go one lane flash and then getting one kill. If I get if I get if I gank two other lanes and get their flashes down as well, that's I think that's better yeah. than. I mean, and to go full circle though, like we're, we've just been discussing runes. Flash being down, when to gank, yada yada, and to go to that whole off-meta lane, you know, your Vigar bot to go full circle here. Um, You know, there's so much to this game that allowing the off-meta stuff to really tilt you or get you out of your own gameplay, I feel like is more of a hindrance than the actual, you know, people playing stuff in different lanes. Like, you can learn. I think that's the big part why people get so frustrated by, like, a Vigar bot lane is because you don't play into it enough to know how to fight it. Like you don't know how to deal with it. Like, and, and I would be, so when Silas became a jungler, all of a sudden my life turned to a giant kitty litter box. Like I, I hated it. I hated playing against Silas jungle until I learned how to deal with it. And then it was like, Oh, I know you're going to really suck at your first clear. So I'm going to come kill you. And it helped a lot. I mean, but again, yeah, there you go. 
down the line, 45 minutes in, he's at full build and he one V nines the whole game. Like that's, yeah, it's uh, at Silas, but <laughs> like it, I don't feel like the off meta picks are as big a problem as sometimes we feel like they are. Um, yeah, it's the yeah. Mental. I think it's the mental, like the not knowing how to deal with them is the biggest part. Like in that worrying about it, generally makes people play differently, and then they're not playing into their own win yep. conditions the same way. And and I got to go back and correct myself about the flash thing a little bit. What I'm I, I was I'm thinking things through my games because like if, if I gank a lane, like if I gank a Talon and he loses flash. If he's up on my mid laner's tower again without flash, he's a dead man. 100% he's dead. I'm going after him. I'm going to go after him hard. But if he plays smart and he plays safe in his lane now is now backing off mid lane and sticking on his tower, I'm not going to go jank him underneath his tower. That's stupid. Just because he is down in flash, if he gets away from the wave and stops farming because it doesn't have flash, that's good enough for me. It's just uh, it's just playing off of like what you're in it, what the opponent's doing. If they're down flash and they're not respecting the down flash, I punish them. But if they are respecting it, punishing them means I'm punishing a very competent player and I'm likely to feed that player more than actually oh, yeah. put I, them. His mental the game is huge. I, uh, uh, I played a game once and I didn't realize that this guy was like, I was playing with some friends of ours that are much higher ELO than me. And there was a Yasuo mid and Vi and the Yasuo is uh, just, it's disgusting. He can't do anything. Like it's, if I get ahead, it's, he's just, it, if he's ahead of me, he can win. But if, if I get like even with him or just my CC just stops him. he just sucks to play into a vibe. He can't win wall anything anyway. Yeah. And, uh, I was playing with safety chicken in the mid lane. Who's a friend of ours who plays primarily Azir and he plays him extremely safely. And I repeat gank this Yasuo so many times he was zero and eight by like, 12 minutes like i literally he was he was you could tell he was just tilting and uh he ended up coming back and not doing too bad i think he ended the game at eight and like 15 he, we, he didn't win but i went and looked him up and he was uh he was a plat one player and uh the mental game just got him like this guy will literally one tricks yasso and he's a plat player and he just got beat by a bronze jungler like beat like a drum yeah but, so i mean I mean that that really doesn't have to come down to mental state. I mean, yeah, you you kicked him in the dirt. I mean, you know, good on you. I mean, it could also just come down to he has a good duo he plays with. You know what I mean? Like, not throwing shade at some of the players that we play with, but they don't sit up to the elos that we play at. But they do because they play with us enough. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like. I, I have somebody I play with that had never played ranked until this season. And then they played with, you know, with me and a couple of other of our friends. And now they're in high, high silver, low gold. I mean, you know, they go from no rank to that. You know, it's sometimes you just have someone that boosts you up and it's not really the mental state. You know what I mean? Like maybe he didn't know how to handle a Vine oh, yeah. or Yasuo because he's never had to face it against another mid laner. And, you know, maybe his carry that he's usually with is a jungler. So, you know, usually he can be like, hey, man, I need some help. This jungler camp in my lane. They're really shut me down, and they can counter-jungle you. You know what I mean? They can come counter-gank you and everything else, but he didn't. You know what I mean? Maybe he was just playing a random solo game by himself that night, and that's what happened. Yeah, I think it's also, like, if you're a plat player or a gold, high gold player, I, what I normally hear is there's a lot of, like, natural, like, they play very aggressive a lot of times in their, in their ranked games. And so if you're, like, a Yasuo player who's used to having the enemy mid laner play aggressive and you're able to like joust with them and win out the trades by like a uh, good macro or whatever just pushing the buttons just right kind of thing um 
and you're playing into like our safety chicken friend, uh, he doesn't give you anything. He just sits in lane and farms and you don't get any tower stuff. And you know, you're kind of slowly losing to this permise to this like really strong late game carry, which is going to put you in a pretty bad spot where you're knowing you're trying to make plays, but you're unable. Yeah. To. Well, I mean, like I said, it's, it, I, I would, I would, I would definitely agree with everything you guys are saying. I just, I feel like the mental game is so much more important than people give it. Like keeping a positive attitude is so huge. Oh, I agree. It's why I don't. It's why I don't chat with any of my teammates in in ranked because if I say the run wrong thing and they start tilting, like I could I could give them a good job and now they're overly yeah. confident and doing stupid we, shit. Or I can give can them a, like, quickly, slow, hey, slow down. We need. Can your, we quickly we touch on the fact that uh, I feel like ranked this year is the most toxic it's ever been. <laughs> like it is. Like I've played ranked games every season since season six and they are the most toxic games I have played since I can remember. Like the, the ranked solo queue, like the solo queue ranked, like it's just the most toxic thing this year. And and maybe it's cause it's, you know, mostly low elo. It's what I, you know, I experienced most of the time, maybe higher elos, it cleans up, but Holy crap. It's been toxic. Like I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but it's been pretty bad well, for me. I have, uh, I, I haven't done as much conversating, so I don't think I, I get as much of it. Because like, there's people I can yell at. There's there's a there's a thousand things in the game in one game I could yell at any one of my lanes for doing wrong or like there's there's so many of those they're like little things i'm like and the more i try to talk about them or i focus on them with any player in a game i mean we run into it, that yeah, today the game's over i, I don't like but, that yeah, game I mean, lost immediately like when we run into Zion, like, he he yelled like, at us all focus the, like, you know it was yeah. one of those things where like just talk to him yeah one one yeah, comment exactly. to him and he'll yell the rest of the game yep, and now he's exactly typing instead of playing I think it's too risky to even send a sing a single message in rank chat, like or in any chat, like at this point. Like maybe calling out dragon, sure, like ask for a group. Basically like team oriented comments are fine, but the moment you you even talk directly to a player, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I tell this Jax who we got a good kill up in top lane, and I told him good job. And this guy just got a big head on his shoulders because he really liked that. He liked he liked me talking good to him, whatever. The jungle, he got he got props in the jungle and he got really excited. This guy began to just I watched how he played. He just started like way overplaying because he was trying to get more of that attention. I'm like, okay, don't give people attention and no one on one attention in in rank. Don't give him a comment. If it's a good job, give the thumbs yeah, up and that. walk the fuck um, away. Quickly though, I think we're gonna we're gonna end it here. I mean, we're getting on an hour. We gotta save some stuff from. For more episodes where we talk about the the long league careers we've had, I mean, I've been playing for eight years, and so you know, there's a lot there's a lot of stories we can tell. Um, just real quick, Chrome Chrome is one going to be one of the main hosts with me, one of the other co-hosts. There's going to be another one. Seems Jarvis. He uh he couldn't make the first episode. <laughs> He's having a rough day, so we brought in a guest, and another guest is obviously Jet, aka David. Um, David's gonna be here time Hello. and time, you know, here and there, but he's not gonna be a permanent co-host. We're gonna be bringing in different guests here and there. Also, we're probably gonna be looking at uploading every other Monday, maybe, uh, maybe once a week. We're not really sure yet. So, um, if you guys like it, you know, make sure you you like it and all that other fun stuff. But for me, I mean, that's all I got for tonight, guys. I don't, I don't know, you know, if you guys have anything real quick you guys want to say before we get off of here. Ah, uh, no, I'm good deuces i think it's been great yeah it's been a good (laughs) peace